Well, hello and welcome back, everyone. Hello. It's good to have you back. Uh, our third episode of the live version of the Southern Gospel Spin. Can you believe it's I number three? I can't believe it. And this one's a little unique. It is. Uh, it's 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 not it's live right now for us, but it won't be live for you. This is going to be a replay. So if you're watching this, I know a lot of times we have comments and we use you guys in the task questions. Won't happen this time. But that's okay. That's okay. Thank you all so much for joining in. Uh, we have an amazing guest, um, one of my favorite people in uh, Southern Gospel music today. And I've just been looking forward to this since yeah, we got it set. I have to. All right. To. Let's do this real quick. I'll take care of the short commercials real quick. Okay. Um, but y'all remember, um, we, we thank y'all so much for supporting us. Y'all have shared. Y'all have been a blessing to us. Um, if y'all would shop with some of our sponsors, we'd appreciate it. Uh, y'all remember we have the Ben Soap Company, bensoap.com. If you go there and use our coupon code, SBM Studios, uh, you'll... Uh, find great products, natural products made with goat milk, soaps, lotions, lip balms, uh, great stuff my family uses. And if you use that with a coupon code, you help us out a little bit. Also, uh, if you shop with MyPillow, MyPillow.com, uh, it's a Christian-owned company, just like Ben Soap, and a patriotic-owned company. If you shop with them, use SBM Studios. You help us out as well. And also, this is a good one to use today because this one is tied into yeah, our guest. I think our guest may know something about this one. <laughs> I think so. Now, this one right here is just purely because we want to help them out. Uh, yeah. We believe in our young folks in Southern gospel music. And uh, Matthew and Presley. Yeah. They have uh, the Solid Ground Coffee Company. And if you will shop with them, they've given a coupon code to give you a little discount. So if you'll shop with them and use SBM Studios, you'll be a blessing to them as well. And you'll get some good quality coffee because I can attest to it. It's good stuff. <laughs> it is good stuff indeed. Well, let's not hold up anymore. I don't want to keep our guests waiting in the green room. Right? Let's just jump right in. So uh, I want y'all to uh, help us welcome uh, Miss. Karen Pet Gooch. Hey. Well, hey, y'all. Hey. You know what? Hey, I, yay. Well, I am so glad that you are promoting my son and my beautiful daughter-in-law's coffee company, Solid Ground Coffee. Everybody raves over that coffee. Absolutely. But, Karen, if I understand right, you're not a big coffee drinker, right? <laughs> I know. I have been shamed so many times for that because I don't drink coffee and um, I mean I can drink coffee but it's got to be very sweet and uh, <laughs> but I'm a Diet Mountain Dew person but, uh, me too. but anyway but it's uh everybody raves over that coffee I'm telling you Hey, we are kindred and spirits. And I do wear the hats and the shirts, though. <laughs> you got to. Well, that's great. That's interesting, though, because, again, I support them, but I don't drink coffee either, and I'm a Diet Mountain Dew person. So we have there you uh, go. Like, yep. a like-minded that's spirit. That's it. Thank yeah. you so much for giving I'm us trying your to look. Away. Well, absolutely. I'm on the bus right here. I'm trying to get this right. Am I looking right? Yes. Yes, <laughs> you I, are. Okay. I'm yes, trying to figure out so it's not a shadow. <laughs> But we are uh, headed home from Alabama, and um, so we're we are uh, we've had a great week. We've been in um, Branson, started off this week, and uh, at Civil City. Then we were in Arkansas the next night, then Alabama, and then headed home. So yay! So I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you so much for putting us into your busy schedule. Well, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Karen, let's um, let's kind of kick things off here, um, and we'll go back and we'll grab some history here in, in just a few minutes. But kind of wanted to start out talking about the current group, Karen Peck and New River. Um, share with us, if you would, about how Karen Peck and New River came to be. Well, I traveled with the Neelands for almost 10 years and in the 80s. And so I had gotten married. And so I just remember Rick and I, I've been married for on the road with the Neelands for about, let's see, I guess about three years. And we decided we wanted to start a family. And so and I knew that I couldn't travel 300 days a year 
and, you know, and have a family on, you know, on their bus. So we decided that we would start New River. Um, I had a, a friend of mine, Danny Crawford, who actually named New River, uh, Danny Crawford from South Carolina. Uh, we've been friends for a, a while, he and his wife. And, and he said, you know, Karen, he said, if you ever want to start a group one day, if you ever decide to come off the road, let's start a group and we'll just sing regionally. And I said, okay, that sounds great to me. And so we, so I called Danny and I said, Hey, if that offer still stands, um, I'm ready to start this group. And so um, we got together and Susan, my sister and I, we used to sing the girls trio and we decided we wanted to sing together again. And then Ricky, my husband said, Hey, if you start the band, I'll play guitar in your band. And the rest is history. I gave my notice to the Neelands and we started New River in January, uh, actually the 31st of January. We had our group anointed and we had two preachers pray over our ministry and we dedicated this ministry to the Lord. And so it is in January of 1991. So it has been amazing. And, you know, and I, I talk about my son, Matthew, Matthew plays guitar with New River and, um, and now my daughter sings. We have a great guy, Grant Gibson from from Alabama, he's and an Alabama uh, so guy. he's an Alabama guy. And so we're just, you know, we've just had a great run so far. Thirty-two years, Susan and Ricky and I, uh, we're just so blessed. And we, you know, but it, it's it's been a process. It's one of these things to where I say this often. I mean, you know, we've been together you know, 32 years, but, you know, we're living proof that some things do not happen overnight, you know, and it's, it takes it, you know, it takes a village to do this. And even though my name's on the, on the group, Karen Peck and River, this group is not just about Karen Peck. It is about all of these people that work together and we all are a, a great team. And I really feel like that I probably have the best team I've had in a very long time. So we're we're very blessed. Amen. Well, that that's great. And um, just real quick, on one of the last live things that y'all did at night, one of the the videos at night, you just touched on naming the group New River, and I have never heard that story of how the New River name came along. Do you mind sharing that just real quick? Absolutely. Well. We, we laugh about this because, it, you know, I wish it was spiritual. I really do. But it's not a very spiritual story. Danny Crawford, uh, he was the piano player. And so his wife had brought him a T-shirt. And in the, uh, in the tag of the T-shirt, it said New River. And he thought, boy, that'd be a good name for a gospel group. So whenever we, we were talking about names for New River, I mean, uh, for the group, Everybody listed 10 names. And so we, we said, okay, we're, we'll come back next. We were rehearsing. We said, okay, we'll write down 10 names apiece. And then when we get together next week, then we'll go over these names. Mm -hmm. And um, so Danny Crawford came back the next week. He says, well, I have one name. He said, what about New River? And he said, he said, my wife gave me a T-shirt, and that was on the, the, the label. And he said, I thought, boy, that'd be a good, a good name for a group. And so we got to thinking about it, New River. So we, I said, well, let's everybody pray about it over the next week. And when we get together the next week, we'll make a decision. And then that whole week, I, I just kept thinking about, well, you know, we, we are new, and the Lord always loved to be around water. And so you know what, let's, let's go with New River. And everybody said, we thought the same thing. That's great. So we went with New River, but Eldridge Fox was our producer, and he is the owner of the Kingsman. Mm -hmm. And Eldridge said, you know, I like the name New River. He said, but since you've been traveling for 10 years with the Neelands, a lot of people are going to want to know what the name of your group is. So let's, let's call it Karen Peck and New River. I said, no. I was so embarrassed. I did not want my name on this group. And I knew people in this industry that would laugh me out of the room for putting my name on this group. And I said, yeah, that's a little embarrassing. I don't think I want to do that. And and Elder says, you know what? He said, just keep it on there. Just keep the Karen Peck in the front of the, of the New River. 
for about five years. That mm -hmm. way people will know that this is your group. He said, then after five years, we'll drop the name. I said, okay, that's good. 32 years later, the name's still there. <laughs> there you are. That's good. That's good. That is a yeah. great story. That's a great story. And I've got a little picture here will pop up of the current group. Um, there they are. Some of the artwork from uh, the photo shoot from the latest release. We'll hit on that here in just a minute. But uh, Karen, you, you touched on it a little bit that, of course, you were with the Neelands for, I think, about 10 years. But would you give us a little background? I think you had even a little earlier start as far as professional Southern gospel music. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I had met the Neelands years ago. I, actually, it was the Lefevers before Rex Neeland changed the name to the Rex Neeland Singers from the Lefevers. And they were my favorite group. I had a poster of them. They had signed and I put it on the side of my wall. And I would pray just about every night, Lord, if you cannot put me with that group. Will you put me with a group just like them? Mm -hmm. And I graduated high school, went to college. I was a piano major my first year of college. I was on a partial scholarship with classical piano. And the next year I changed my major because I didn't want to teach just piano. I wanted to teach, you know, other things. So I went ahead and completed my minor in music the next year mm -hmm. in college. Well, I had in the meantime, had met the Rex Neyland Singers, the group that I was with at the time, a part-time group. We opened a lot for the Neelands and all of the groups that came into town. Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks to Leslie Chastain, who was a, a promoter that had booked us. And matter of fact, uh, shout out, rest in peace, Leslie. He just passed away last month. But, mm -hmm. um, but we, um, so, so fast forward, I had finished my sophomore year of college and my mom called me, I was babysitting, and mama called and said, hey, Rex Nealon just called the, the house and he wants your number there. He, she said, so he's gonna call you. And I thought, what? Oh my goodness, okay. So anyway, a few minutes later, Rex called and he said, Karen, he said, Alphys Lefebvre has come out of retirement from the Lefebvre's. He has a group, but he needs a soprano. And I've thrown your name in the pile because I feel like this would be good experience for you. And I said, I would love it. And so I went to Atlanta, tried out, I got the job, I didn't go back to college. Yo, listen, y'all are doing your homework. You have done your homework. There you go. That is right there, some of the finest people. Michelle Davis, she and I are, we are sisters. I mean, we are just, we, we just, we are friends who are sisters. And, uh, but that, that's, those are good people right there. Um, but I uh, got the job with Alphys Lefebvre, and I stayed with him exactly one year. June the 26th in 1980 was my first night with, with Alphys Lefebvre. Then one year later, June the 26th was my first night with Rex Nealon. Wow. So anyway, and, and the rest is history. And But, you know, I always said, you know, I, I prayed for the Lord to put me with a group like that if I can't have that group. But the Lord gave me that group. So I lived my dream. I really did. You know, truly, I, you know, for all of you young people that are watching and you have something you want to do in life, I am living proof that that hometown, I'm just a hometown girl whose dream came true. So just stay true to the Lord and, and you know, and pray for his will and not your will and just persevere, plow through wherever you are, stay where you are until he moves you. And that's what I did. And Amen. I'm just so incredibly blessed. That is fantastic. And and I know that through those 80s, um, the Neelands were definitely uh, one of my favorite groups. I was looking back, um, go back to the cassette times, but um, I think this was one of the first cassettes <laughs> that I yeah. actually uh, bought and uh, had yeah. the song, uh, Son, Go Bring My Children Home on there. So I... Yes. Oh, yeah. And also, I was on. Yeah, I was. I was on the eight tracks too. I hate to admit <laughs> that. Hey, uh, that's good. I love the history um, of Southern yeah. gospel music. A lot and, of history. And so you um, coming along with the Lefebvre family and Rex Nealon, and of course the fast forward now to where you've had your group for all these years. But um, 
would you mind sharing maybe something? I know um, and Rex was one of my favorite people. He, when I was a young guy, you know, at the tables, he would be very kind and, and, and take the time and spend the time. He had just seemed to have a really big heart uh, is what I picked well, up. From him. But He did. When, but, but let me tell you this, I, if it's okay. Sure. I will tell you, Rex Nealon was one of the greatest men I ever knew. Right. And he was a good man. Mm -hmm. He was a great boss. He was very strict. And, um, and he was very strict about singing correct harmony, too. Mm -hmm. And so I was thankful that I had those years in college with music and I had taken classical piano for 11 years. So, mm -hmm. so I had theory, but I, I didn't really, I, whew, being, you know, majoring in music in college was a, was definitely a challenge, but I'm so thankful that I have that history mm -hmm. of traveling and working with Albus Lefebvre, who was a musical genius, by the way. And then Rex Nealon, who had an impeccable ear for music and so i i will forever be grateful for those two men for giving me a chance mm -hmm. but i'll say this about rex nealon he was a jokester he I heard. was very listen he was <laughs> if he ever got anything on you he would never let you live it down I've heard and it. and i will tell you this i so okay so i'm i'm going to tell y'all a story about rex nealon he teased me so bad because I would make the mistake of sh letting it show on my face. Uh -oh. Like if he ever, if he ever saw something bothered you, oh, he would ride that till the cows came home. And so one time, he would always like we were at a ch we'd be in a church, and I would say when I'd walk in, I say, Rex, do you know where we're supposed to go? And he said, Yeah, go up the steps and the second room on the right. So I'd go up the steps, you know, like if it was a balcony or whatever, and I'd go up and it'd be a dead end. And then I'd have to come back down. And I would always, he could hear me walking to see if I could find another way that I could come down those steps that I would have to face him. And, and, then, when, and then I'd be going down the steps and I'd be going, I cannot believe you did that. Mm -hmm. And he would just be laughing. Well, we stopped one time. We were singing at a fair. So um, we had some time and everybody was on their own to eat. So, um, so I came off the bus, he was walking down the hill and I said, Rex, I said, where's the food? He said, oh, the food, I'll go straight up the hill and to the left, all the way to the end of that little road and the food is there. And I said, okay. So I started walking when I got up there and had taken the left and went all the way down to the end the, the fair workers were out there taking showers outside and there I was and he knew it. And so, oh, and I thought, I'm, I'm dying here. So anyway, I screamed when I, when I saw it, I turned around and started running back. And when I got to the top of the hill, I can still see him right now. He was laughing so hard that he was like doubled over with his both arms on his stomach, <laughs> doubled over laughing. He would, I was so mad and he, and, but you couldn't help but laugh because it was funny, yes. but he would, I mean, he was always doing things like that. <laughs> so, but he, he really was fun. He, fun. he was a, he was a good man, but not a lot of people knew that. I mean, he, he was shy. He was a shy man. He was a very, um, uh, let's see, what do you, what would you call it? Very introverted personality, mm -hmm. very private, very, very private. Mm -hmm. But he was a jokester and it. he was funny, very dry oh. sense of humor. I love it. So working with him and you talked about him being a stickler uh, for the excellence and the harmony. Yeah. Maybe what's one thing that you took away when it came time for you and Ricky to manage your own group from what you learned from Mr. X? Well, there were a lot of things, you know, a lot of times I say, what would Rex do? Mm -hmm. But um, one thing, well, there's a lot of things I learned from Rex. For one thing, he taught me to, you know, to keep it, keep it classy. You know, to to um, stay on the up and up, just be honest and, you know, just keep persevering, um, live the life. You know, um, 
he taught me and, and, and he taught me that to keep that the harmony going not now keep the harmony correct mm. and like for those that know music no consecutive fits mm. you know no parallel you know no uh, a lot of lot of things but but I will say this this is one thing that that I can say is what I love is the fact that what he carried what I carried on from there too is you know when people sing our music like a lot of times if groups like church groups they will sing our songs mm -hmm. to our soundtracks or whatever they're singing correct harmony but they may not know it right and so and that's what i love about that because if they copy what we did then it's you know it's it's going to be correct so that's i guess that's one of the main things that i took away from rex but um but i will say this too he was a hard worker and he never complained now i do complain sometimes <laughs> I, have to admit, <laughs> I have to admit i do complain sometimes but he just you know he was just a hard-working man but i'll tell you this when my daddy died mm -hmm. he and kelly and jerry they did um they came to to uh sing at my daddy's funeral rex did not go out on the road and todd also mm -hmm. Uh, they did not go out on the road. They came to my daddy's funeral mm -hmm. and sang. And then fast forward, Rex wasn't a man of a lot of words. I mean, he didn't, he wasn't a very like um, touchy feely type person. Mm -hmm. You know, he was, you know, very, like I said, very private, but we worked with him one night and this was probably about three months after daddy died. And it, you know, and it, I knew it was hard for him to say this. But anyway, so we were walking, just he was asking me how the bus is doing. And, you know, and we were walking back to the bus. He was about to go to his bus. I was about to get on my bus. And he said, well, and it was clearing his throat. He said, Karen, he said, I guess since your daddy's not here, I'll just have to be your daddy. Oh, wow. And when he said that, oh, my goodness, the waterworks <laughs> happened. And it was just I just appreciated him so much. That's and beautiful. another thing I will say this before he left to go to London for the game mm -hmm. of taping, mm -hmm. it was about a week or two before he left and he called me and he said, I just wanted to call and check on you and just see how's your bus doing. <laughs> Cause the one thing about it, he and, and elders Fox and um, Maurice Templeton, all three of those men told me when we started New river, Whatever you do, do not buy a bus. <laughs> so what did we do? We went out and bought a bus. And listen, it was constantly breaking down. We were spending thousands of dollars that we did not have. Okay. And But he called to check up, how's your bus doing? And I said, well, everything's good right now. Thank the Lord. And we just had the best conversation. Wow. And little did I know that would be the last time I talked to him. Mm. Whenever mm. we found out that he got up that he passed away, I called Kelly and I had been, uh, we had a terrible ice storm. So every, our cell service was out, everything was down. So we had to go into town to use our cell phones. And when I called Kelly, she had tried to call and I went down there to be with her and I uh, went with her to Nashville for when they brought Rex back from London, from the Gator taping. Mm -hmm. and. Um, I'll just never forget it, but I'll say this, Kelly and Todd, I mean, they're, they're family to me. They were, you know, the Neelands were my second family and I just appreciate them so much. Kelly and I still, we keep in touch, you know, ever so mm -hmm. often. And, but you know, just, there's just a bond there that when you travel with people, there's a bond there that, that can just never be broken. That's wonderful. Very blessed. That's wonderful. You know, she mentioned about, uh, Mr. Rex and, and telling her to keep things classy. Um, Karen, in, in, in my book, you're, you're up there at the top of my list when it comes to class Absolutely. Uh, because fans come to your concert. We've been to your concert multiple times and um, it, it makes my heart just overflow to see you uh, you're one of the last people, if not the last person, to leave when the concert's over with, and and you stay at you stay at the table and Aww. and you just love on people. Yeah, 
And uh, and to me, um, it, it just it doesn't get any better than that. I have a picture in my mind, and I, I think it was two NQCs ago. But um, you know, I've got those little singing news trading cards. Yeah, I got yeah. yeah. And I had one, mm-hmm. and I was waiting. I was going to get Karen to sign hers. And I was sitting there waiting, and and there was a uh, a fan at the table, and and I you know I'm never in a hurry or pushy because I you know the artists need to see the fans, and I'm sitting there watching, and Karen took just a a long time with this person who was hurting. You could tell the person was hurting, and then and then I saw Karen praying. I mean, right there in the lobby, in front of everybody, people all around the table, and taking the time to pray with this person because she cared. I mean, yeah. you could just absolutely tell she cared. And, and I appreciate that testimony you have, Carrie. Thank you so much. Well, I, I will say this. I always tell everybody, I'm usually, like if it's at a church or a concert, I'm the last one in the building. I might get there one minute before it starts, but I'll be the last one to leave. <laughs> you, I, you know what? Well, the thing about it, though, is is this. We are, we're called to do certain things in life and I know that God called me to sing but God also called me to be there for the people to encourage the body of Christ and also to be a witness to those who do not know Jesus Mm -hmm. so the thing is it's more this my calling is more than just that stage but my calling is at that table talking to people I love people I really do I genuinely love people I love to hear their story well, for the most part, I love to hear the stories, <laughs> but, um, but the thing is I do, you know, and used to now before I had children and before I had my own group, I used to remember names just about of everybody. I knew their stories. I knew their aunts and uncles. I knew, I knew what was happening and uh, I'm not as keen on that as I used to be, but I do love the people genuinely. Um, the, the thing about it is people just need to know that they're loved. They need to know that, yes. that somebody cares and they need to know most of all that Jesus loves them and Jesus cares. And if I can pray for them, if I don't pray for them right on the spot, I try to do that though, because if yes. I say, if they say, please pray for me about this. Okay. Well, a lot of times I'll just stop and pray right there. That way I remember, mm-hmm. but there are times that I may not pray right there and I'll just go to bed at night and say, God, you know who they are. If I forgot someone, you know, and uh, please meet their needs. So um, another thing is, is I know that we just had a press release to go out and, and I had a quote um, and, but I never, I never say the word usually I'll say 90% of the time. I don't use the word fan. And in that quote, it had fan in there twice. And I don't say fan. So when it, when they, the, the label, uh, when they, edited they put fan in there this is the thing is i feel like that there's one star and and that's jesus i don't like to put myself above because i i don't i feel like i'm in the wrong kind of music you know what i'm saying if Mm -hmm. i if i'm going to you know if i'm going to be or act like a star or a diva and trust me i can be a diva but I try not to let myself be a diva because I serve Jesus. I have to have a servant's heart. And if I get above myself, whoo, the Lord will pull me down. And I know when he does it, and it's happened too many times in my life, that if I get ahead of him or I get ahead of myself or I start thinking too much of myself, then the Lord will quickly remind me. Plus, I have a daddy in heaven. That daddy always said, he always told Susan and me, he said, don't wear your tube in your back pocket. You let somebody else toot your horn. I so, love it. It's great. I love so it. I can say, the, you know, I, I know that daddy's praying for, for us and, and he is praying them. Listen, don't, don't you think that you're, you're something you're not or get ahead of yourself. So when I say all of that, I know that there's a lot of people in the industry. I mean, when you talk about fans, we have beautiful fans. We have beautiful people that come to, to see us. But I love to, to say they're friends. Oh, yeah. And uh, these are my friends. These are the people that paid to, for, at, you know, for tickets at concerts to come and see you. Or, or they come to a church and they have been working all week. 
and they just need to be encouraged. And I don't take it lightly that they came to see us and they came to pray for us or to support us. And, and that means a lot to me. So the least I can do is to stand at my table and talk to, to them and hear their needs. That was a long answer. No, that's a great <laughs> answer. And, you know, that humility shows. And, and, and God's word tells us that if we humble ourselves, he will exalt us in due time, in his time. And that's, that's exactly, you know, you look at Karen Peck and New River, uh, Grammy well, nominated, can, um, Dove Award that, winners. Can, Thank you so much. But can I, can I add to this too? Sure. Because th this is the thing is I spend so much time trying not to be, you know, trying not to be um, arrogant or not, you know, or downplaying all mm -hmm. of these years I've been traveling and da, 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 because I don't want anybody to think that I'm being arrogant and I don't want to put, uh, the the attention on me and what I've done because the Lord I'd be nothing sure. without Jesus I'd be nothing without the Lord I I know where I came from and I know it's a miracle seriously the things that have happened to me over the last few years they have been miracles but I will say this but there comes a point where you have to walk in to that calling you have to walk into it and own it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been really working on. I will say this in my older age, I've kind of been trying to own it more okay. instead of, you know, just downplaying and things like that. I'm thankful for what the Lord has done for me and the things that have mm -hmm. happened, uh, the songs that we've had and mm -hmm. the accolades have been great. That's not why I do this. But I thank the Lord for them because I know there have been times when we've been so down and then we may hear that one of our songs have, are, has gone to number one or maybe we had a Dove Award or a Singing News Fan Award nomination or a Grammy or whatever. And those little nuggets in life pick us up. It's not the reason we do it, but it, but it does help. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to to downplay and make anybody think, well, do, do you just have to be downtrodden all the time? No, no. be excited about what God has done. Absolutely. Just, you know, absolutely. you know, yeah. just walk with, with humility. Yes, absolutely. And that's, uh, did that make sense? What I just said, it did. Perfect sense. <laughs> I hope uh, so. <laughs> perfect, perfect sense. Um, perfect sense. I'm sitting here thinking because, um, I'm going to have to take some of that to heart. Yeah, because, I, you know, through the years and some of the things and people say, I give you a compliment. I'm the worst person for anybody to give a compliment to because I can't stand it because it makes me feel like, yeah. well, there's nothing about me. It's all God. But like you said, uh, the blessings do come from the Lord and we do need to. Yes. It. So I like that. Well, you know, I, I had somebody tell me, Karen, own this. Stop saying <laughs> it. Make Stop making excuses. Well, I don't know. Yeah. And sometimes it's false humility. You know, I don't want to have false humility. Yes. There's a lot of people that have false humility, like, oh, we're just nothing. And they know they, yeah. you know, they know, yeah. they think differently. <laughs> and, but the thing is, I just, I want to step in. And when people say things like, okay, I can have a bad night and walk off stage and somebody will say, oh, I just enjoy that. That's the best I've ever heard you. The first thing I'll tell, I had a bad night. I missed this note and I missed my words and I just felt so bad. And I had to stop doing that. Right. I'm working on it. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on that. Just to say, That's good. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Um, so. And and definitely, I know you're traveling and we don't want to overstay our welcome. There's two things I do oh, definitely want to lead you on um, real quick and then we'll go wherever you want to. Um, and man, I want Jason to lead as far as promoting all things Karen Peck and New River and what you've got going on currently. But real quick, I know you have a really strong love. And again, talking about the history, I do too. Um, and I was so thankful last year to uh, an Arthur in the group and, and all y'all added me to the SGMA advisory board. But you have a strong love for Southern Gospel Music Association. You served in past, I think, as president and now you are a treasurer. Would you talk just a little bit about the SGMA and, and maybe promote it a little bit to our listeners? Well, first of all, I want to say the SGMA uh, is the Southern Gospel Music Association. Is the, the purpose, the sole purpose of the SGMA is to preserve the heritage of the Southern Gospel music. And 
we, we are not, uh, we don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have sponsors at all. Mm-hmm. What we have to depend on is the donation or the donations from, from the audience, from the people. And it, there have been times that we thought we we're going to have to shut the doors because the, mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame was located for many years at Dollywood. When you first go into Dollywood, there it was. And it was beautiful, just a beautiful building. And the artifacts inside, a lot of people have donated things. Y'all, I'm telling you, there's so many things in that Hall of Fame now. And now we're at Biblical Times in Pigeon Forge. So any of you that are watching, you have to go to the to the Southern Gospel Music Hall of Fame right there at Biblical Times. It is fascinating. And um, But people have donated things, you know, family members from years and years ago. I mean, we had a piano that was donated from you know, from people. And, you know, it's just been amazing what God has done, but but there's a lot of praying people that's on that board that really love this music. And so we just pulled together as a team, as a board. Matter of fact, we're, we're so tickled to have you on the advisory board, by the way, my friend. Um, but, you know, and you'll see that, you know, these are legitimate people. These are people that really love this industry. They're there to serve and, um, and so, you know, we, we are really blessed at this point. I mean, and I'm amazed at how God has blessed the SGMA. Um, it, your, your donations to SGMA are tax deductible. Also, it's $20 a year. Y'all, we wish so much that you all become a member of the SGMA. And that's all you have to do is go to SGMA.org. I think it's sgma.org and you can log on there and become a, a yearly member and subscription is only, our membership's only $20 a year. And, and you can give more if you want to. So uh, also the bricks, you can have a brick and, and the, uh, that is on the, the floor outside uh, in the, the parking lot. As you first come in, they're selling bricks now. Then you can put your in memory of your loved ones or in honor of someone, and uh, and their name will be right there when you first come into the SGMA. So there's a lot of things you can that you can uh, find out more. But uh, the the uh, a replica of the very first bus by the Blackwood Brothers is right out front, and it's amazing to see how things have changed over the years. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, and, you know, old television sets playing the gospel singing Jubilee. I was so blessed. I was on the very last tapings of the gospel singing Jubilee in 1981. And that was one of the thrills of my life is to be able to to be on the gospel singing Jubilee. So there's a lot of history in there. When you go, plan to stay for for a minute because you're going to want to read everything and just see how the music has evolved over the years. Uh, just real quick, I know Scott uh, showed the, the album cover um, a little bit ago, but for those that have not been to a concert and have not heard um, kind of the background on the, uh, how the, the latest project, the, the 222 project came about and the songs come about, do you mind sharing just um, how that came to be and how those songs came to be? Well, in 2014, in January, our pastor challenged us to say the Lord's Prayer. And he said, you'll get to where you'll say it several times a day. Well, by the spring of that year, I started seeing triple digits like 111-222-333 or double digits like 1111 or 1212-1010. And I just felt impressed in my heart to say the Lord's Prayer. Well, by the end of the year, I wrote the song, co-wrote the song with Dave Clark and Michael Farron, Pray Now. And I told them the story and I said, I'd love to put uh, the Lord's Prayer into this song. And so, of course, fast forward since then, I have Susan and Kenneth Turner-West, Ed Leonard of Day Win Music, uh, Day Win uh, Records, and so many people on board that every time we see these numbers, we'll either text or, uh, but we always say the Lord's Prayer. So it became a chain reaction with a lot of people. So whenever uh, 2020 happened, I began to write a lot of songs through 
the, the death of my grandbaby, Isabel, mm-hmm. um, you know, going through the pandemic, we had a death in, in my, on my husband's side of the family, an overdose. Uh, just so many tragic things happened in 2020. So I started writing these songs with some great writers. They, uh, I was actually the co-writer on, on most of the songs. And so Ed Leonard, who is head of Day Wind, and uh, we were talking one day, and I said, I'd really love to get this album out in 2020 to get these songs out. And uh, because now we're in a different place, you know, going through a worldwide pandemic. And he said, well, we could do it on 10, 10, 20. That would be good. I said, yeah, that would be good. Okay. And he said, oh, he said, the perfect thing would be 2-22-22. And he said, and it's on a Tuesday. And I said, oh, that would be great. But we, we both agree. But we don't want to wait that long for an album. And we, this was like July of that year. And um, we said, no, we don't want to wait that long. Well, I got on the bus and I was telling the group and Matthew spoke up and said, mom, why are you in such a hurry? He said, let's wait. He said, this gives us time. You can go back in the studio and write, write more songs and, and, let's just, let's, let's do 20, let, let's do this. Let's, why don't we just wait till two twenty two twenty two? And uh, actually, I'm, I'm sorry, that was not 20 that I said. That was, we, Evelyn and I talked in July of 21. I'm sorry, I made a mistake there. Anyway, but I had written all these songs in the meantime. And I thought, well, this will give us a little longer. And um, I cannot begin to tell y'all, that if there's ever been a perfect storm with one of our albums of the, the right songs on that album, every song of that album has a story. And I am so thankful that we waited till 2-22-22 to release that album. Uh, the songs on there have been songs that, that have been where we've been, where our, the journey that we were on of, you know, of death, but yet victory. You know, the song Dance, a number one song in October. And, mm-hmm. but dance, you know, we, we're dancing because even after the death of my grandbaby, 13 months later, the Lord gave us Isla Grace. And so mm-hmm. I'm a grandmother and Isla's 20 months old and my beautiful daughter-in-law is going to have another baby, a little boy in November of this year. Wonderful. Things have happened. So we um, we can rejoice and know that there is joy after sorrow and victory after defeat. So it's um, this album really has spoken our hearts. And now we're in the process. I'm starting to write again. And um, so hopefully the first of next year, we'll start a new album. And I'm excited about that because I feel like now we're, we've just, God has just shifted our ministry uh, mm-hmm. to another level. And I'm just extremely excited we can't can't wait can't wait and uh for all of our watchers and listeners if you go to karen peck and spell out and karen peck and newriver.com you can find all things all information the tour dates and they have their online store where they have the 222 album and all the other cds and different kind of products and even links i think to solid ground coffee all things karen peck and new river if you'll follow that uh, karen peck and new river.com website you can find everything and also we're going to israel next year again it'll be our yes. third time of going to israel in april april the 23rd through may the 2nd 2024 would love for y'all to log on and um, and go with us Log on for information. It's all inclusive. It's um, um, three meals a day, three, uh, three and no, four and five star hotels, mm. and we would love for y'all to go with us. We're together all ten days. Absolutely. So, so be a lot of great things happening. Absolutely, and then just oh, and our homecoming. Yes, and I forgot yeah. about our homecoming in June of next year. <laughs> we'd love for you to come to Dahlonega, Georgia. Absolutely. Yeah. Abraham Productions. Uh, we have Singing in the Sun in April next year. So a lot of great things. NQC is coming up, y'all. Yes. We, we'd love to see y'all. In P- yeah, in Pigeon Forge in three weeks. So y'all come to NQC. Um, if you do, come by the table and stand in line and let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to NQC. That's my favorite uh, week of the year. 
we love it. We absolutely love NQC. Matter of fact, yesterday we were already starting to shop for the National Quartet Convention. So it's always yeah. great. It's one of the highlights of our year. Fantastic. And uh, last thing that I have before we uh, close out, um, Jason and I have this, and then I've been working with some of our young fans and young artists in Southern Gospel Music on Southern Gospel Forward, which I hope to have uh, possibly in the future, Matthew, and carry on. But um, we, we have a lot of young folks because this channel kind of covers all the age groups. So, um, you know, you are highly respected uh, in the industry and by young fans. Uh, I know when we talk about who favorite artists are, you're always at the top of the list with the young fans. I thought you might have a word of encouragement uh, to the to the young ones, that, the young artists coming up in Southern gospel music and, and fans alike. Well, I would say thank you for those kind words, by the way. Um, I would say this. There are a lot of voices in this world, a lot of, lot of voices around us. But the main thing is that we listen to the Lord, that we keep our relationship with him first and foremost in the, in, in the center of our lives and listen to him. Go by your heart and what the Lord is telling you and pray for his will and not your will. And once you submit yourself to him and just jump in and say, God, I want to be wherever you want me to be. And sometimes he will place you somewhere and it may not be where you think you, you should be, as, but you know, you feel like you know, the calling to go there. But it may be the Lord needs to put you there in order to get where you need to be. And uh, so, and sometimes things really, seriously, things do not ha happen overnight in ministry, especially. The thing is, you pray for God to open doors in Revelation that He will open doors that no man can shut. He will open those doors if you just stay with Him persevere, keep doing what you're doing, but everything you do, do it with excellence and do it to the best of your ability. He will put you where he wants you to be. And I'll tell you, there's no life like it, being in the center of God's will and be able to lay your head on your pillow at night and have the peace of God in your heart. There's nothing like it. So Amen. I just pray and speak blessings over each and every one of you that the Lord will continue to bless you and to continue to speak to your hearts and to continue to use you for the kingdom. Amen. That's why we're here. And that's the most important thing. Amen. That, that's good stuff. Um, just real quick. Uh, Y'all mentioned NQC a few minutes mm -hmm. ago. Probably one of my most memorable Karen Peck and New River moments happened at NQC and it was uh, 2001 and obviously we know that week in September what happened right. and Karen your song uh, four days late was a voted song of the year that year and and I remember being there and I, I ran I was running sound for the Galloways I think then so obviously being tied to an artist you didn't have a seat so I wound up sitting in the top of the the auditorium and when you guys came on and, and sang that song that night, and I believe it might have been Thursday night, the night of the awards, um, I just remember the, the spirit was so heavy that night. And it was just a, a surreal moment um, that happened that week. Just, you know, everything that had gone on that week and just even Christians, you know, questioning, where's God? And in that song, speaking about him still being there, you know, four days late, but he's still on time. And to me, that was, that was a moment that I, I'll never forget. Well, you know what? I will say this. Um, when we recorded Four Days Late, Aaron Wilburn had pitched that song four years and no one had recorded it. And so we were so thrilled to sing that song. But we saw, we saw God do a lot of great things. And, but I will say this, even, even to this day, 23 years later, that song is still our most requested song. Yeah. But I can say this. I think that there was more, from what you're saying, too, there, were, there was more to that song than, than we realized. Because 9-11 had happened on the Tuesday. And then two days later, four days late, wins song of the year. Mm. And, and you're right. You were there. So you, you know how somber it was. Yes. I mean, it was just, everybody was just stunned. I mean, there were people that had um, 
you know, even two days before, right before we were to go on to, to perform, everybody said, well, we just want to do slow songs because people are devastated. We have people coming up to the, to our product table and saying, we have loved ones who are flying and we, we don't know if they were on that flight or not. We don't, you know, we don't even know how they're going to get home because they had grounded all the flights. And so there was a lot of turmoil, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on. So there were a lot of hurting people and devastated people. But when that song, Four Days Late, won Song of the Year, I really felt like that God was saying, okay, I'm not taken aback by all of this. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay. I'm not late. And I felt like that there was, it was so symbolic of the goodness of God that he would right. remind us through this song, that you know that he's he's calling out our names, and it's going to be okay. Absolutely. So I I was so so incredibly grateful that the Lord allowed us to sing that song and still sing the song to the day. To even we we told Aaron Wilburn who wrote it before he passed away. Even up to you know till a week before he passed away, and we were talking on the phone, and we always would talk about four days late. And I was and I remember telling him Aaron. As long as we're ministry, we will always keep that song alive. It will never fizzle. And well, I don't think it would if we if we wanted it to, because if we didn't sing it every night, people would throw tomatoes. <laughs> but we're just very grateful for four days late. Great song. Good. Well, I tell you, we are just so thankful for you. You hung out with us, and 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 the why the. Uh, and what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. cell service cell has service. held up pretty good. I think there's Y'all, a few little that's hiccups, amazing. We've done good. But uh, yeah. thank you so much for taking these moments with us and in spending this time with us. It means a lot to us. Yes, it sure thank does. You. Thank you. And listen, thank y'all so much for working with my schedule to do this interview. Absolutely. And uh, you guys are great. I pray that the Lord will continue to use this podcast. I know this is a lot of fun. And listen, call me again and we'll. We'll talk again. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless y'all. We'll see you soon. All right. See you later. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Scott, you got anything else? I don't. I'm just, I'm on top of the world. It just, uh, I'm speechless, really. I mean, that's just great. That is wonderful. Um, You can just tell when someone is genuine. Yes. And and her love for the Lord. Yes. And for people. It's genuine. We thank so much uh, for Karen Peck Gooch taking the time and sharing with us. I hope you all enjoy this. I know we're not live, like we said before, but we sure wish that you would share us with your friends, uh, share us even with your enemies. That may be even helpful if you share with the enemies, you know. Uh, Never know. I better hush. But anyway, (laughs) share us. Share us on Facebook. Um, If you will, go to that YouTube channel. Watch us there. Subscribe to the channel, share that. We just appreciate y'all for loving on us and being here with us. Hope you're enjoying this and you can leave comments even on this. We'll see them. Yes. Uh, it just won't be live. Um, you got anything else, JB? Nope. I, I think that's it. And, and as Scott said, we certainly uh, appreciate you guys tuning in and, and watching and listening and uh, share. And uh, we look forward to the next time. But until then, hope y'all have a great day. Amen. Y'all take care.